I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. A ceremony was held today in western Maryland to remember the bloodiest day in American history. 150 years ago, on September 17, 1862, a Union army attacked Confederate forces along Antietam Creek near Sharpsburg, Maryland. Now, the Union didn't win outright, but the Confederates were forced to retreat the next day. The human cost to both sides was immense. 23,000 men were killed, wounded, or went missing that day. Never before or since have so many Americans fallen in battle in a single day. Those are the well-known facts about the Battle of Antietam. One of the not-so-well-known facts, though, is how many of those who fought that day were foreign-born. Patrick Young has written dozens of articles on the role of immigrants in the Civil War for his blog, and he joins us now. As you write in your blog, Patrick, the Civil War generally is thought of as a conflict among Anglo-Americans. You are from Long Island, so why don't we start there? What role did immigrants from New York play in the Battle of Antietam 150 years ago today? One in four soldiers in the Union Army was foreign-born, about a third of them from Ireland, about a third from Germany, and a third came from places as diverse as Scotland, Hungary, Nicaragua, Siam, really all over the world. And at the Battle of Antietam, they played a particularly great and uh, really heroic role. Many of the New York Irish were in a unit called the Irish Brigade, which was named after a brigade in the French army that fought against the British. And they attacked the Sunken Road, which was a heavily defended position at Antietam. And they essentially stood up in front of intense Confederate fire. And the lead unit, the 69th, the Fighting 69th New York, which was recruited just a few miles from where I'm speaking right now, lost 60% of its soldiers in just a few minutes. We also had German troops that played a major role in the battle as well. Yeah, tell us about the the German troops. Well, German immigrants had joined units, and these were very interesting units. They were units that spoke German. Today we have big debates over bilingualism, and in 1861, the uh, Secretary of War tried to ban the speaking of German in the Union Army. Abraham Lincoln overruled him. And because of that, we find tens of thousands of Germans who were fighting that day at Antietam and who really played uh, an important role in, in various parts of the campaign. There were a lot of reasons why immigrants, why those who were foreign-born, would want to be part of the Civil War here in America. There were signing bonuses who were given to those. In fact, there was recruiting that went on just on the docks where immigrants would be coming in. What were some of the other incentives that were provided to them? Why, why did they fight? Well, most of the immigrants who fought at Antietam were actually part of the first wave of recruits. So many of the uh, bonuses or the draft really came in after Antietam. These soldiers said, particularly in the North, Germans said that they were opposed to slavery. In fact, I was just reading a uh, German, August Frick, who uh, lived in Missouri, who after the Emancipation Proclamation was issued on September 22nd, said, now our motto is, all men are created equal, white and black. And so that was an important role. Another thing that both the Irish and Germans kept talking about was if the Union split up, it would damage republicanism or democracy around the world. The U.S. was the only major democratic nation in the world. And many of the German immigrants, many of the Irish immigrants wanted democracy in their homelands. And they said that princes and kings would rejoice 
if the United States was splintered up into two, three, the Germans thought it might splinter up into five or six small countries, just like Germany had. What do you think people should take away from this fact that there were so many participants in in this central piece of American history, the U.S. Civil War, who were foreign born? And Patrick, this gets into, I think, what your own interest in the subject is. Well, I think the first thing we have to acknowledge is that America was a lot more diverse from a lot earlier stage than we often give it credit for. We had Latino colonels in the Union Army in 1861, long before we even allowed the recruitment of African Americans. It also tells us that coming off of a 10-year period of intense anti-immigrant agitation, including violent attacks on immigrant communities, Abraham Lincoln stepped up and created a much more inclusive, much more multicultural America. And I think that he wasn't frightened by the fact that new immigrants spoke other languages. In fact, he hired a uh, German uh, publicist who published all his speeches in German because he wanted immigrants to know what was going on. He wanted to include them in the war effort, and he understood that they were an important part of the new America that was being built. Did they get treated as well as uh, as soldiers whose families had been in America longer? At first, I think there was a lot of resistance to them. And there was certainly after some battles scapegoating of immigrants. If an immigrant unit ran, it, it wasn't ascribed to that particular unit. It would become all Germans or cowards or all Irish or cowards. But by the end of the war, you really see a much broader acceptance of immigrants. So I think that uh, there was worked in the American heart a change because they had seen that native-born whites in the South had, in the belief of many Northerners, betrayed the United States, whereas immigrants had stepped up to defend the United States to try to keep it together as a nation. Patrick, I'm still interested in, in, in what sparked your own interest in the subject. I'm a professor of immigration law at Hofstra University, but I also have spent many, many terms as the chairman of the New York Immigration Coalition, which is an alliance of 240 organizations in New York of immigrant groups in New York. And with the 150th anniversary coming up two years ago, I decided I'd begin doing research to see if there were any commonalities or if there were any lessons to be learned by today's immigrants about what happened back then. And the series was originally written for immigrants so they would understand the Civil War. But it's interesting right now, I, I find that almost 75, 80 percent of my readers are native born often Civil War buffs or members of ethnic organizations, not immigrants themselves, but people who have found the fact that I've combined scholarship with lively storytelling uh, to be something that's engaging and also informative for them. Did you have any uh, ancestors who were in the Civil War? My grandmother's two uncles fought in the Civil War, and one of her uncles was uh, killed in the final campaign of the war around Richmond. Patrick, thank you very much uh, for your help on this. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Patrick Young is a Long Island attorney. He writes about immigrant soldiers in the Civil War on his blog, and we're going to have a link to his blog at theworld.org. We'll also have a link to a pretty incredible slideshow of the Civil War, photos taken by a photographer from Scotland. Patrick, thanks again. Thank you.